You're listening to Healing Through Tarot. I'm your host, Dr. Heather Hardison. Together, we're going to explore divination and help you start your own journey with tarot. I'll discuss my tarot journey and offer ways to use tarot for healing, self-development, and personal growth. So let's get started. Hi, listeners. Welcome to Episode 2 of Healing Through Tarot. My vision for this tarot podcast is to cover an entire arc of a tarot journey. So I'll get to the more advanced spreads and methods in a tarot practice shortly, but I feel the need to start this podcast series with a few episodes addressing the very early questions and obstacles that beginner readers encounter. I want to start from a position of assuming that there will be readers who don't even own a tarot deck yet and who may be curious about hearing more about tarot and how to get started. The goal of this episode will be to dispel the top most talked about tarot myths and to discuss some stigmas and fears that may be stopping individuals from exploring tarot as a whole. So let's dive in, shall we? I want to start with stigmas around tarot. Much of this seems to me to come from religion or how tarot is portrayed in our pop culture. We've all watched movies where the tarot reader drops the death card or the devil card on the table and everyone gasps in horror. The assumption of the audience is that the death card is foretelling a person's death or the devil card represents Satan or demonic forces. These pop culture references are part of the reason that many people may associate the tarot with fear or anxiety. And of course, religion is one of the reasons that the cards are associated with evil and dark energies. Neither of these are true representations of the tarot system. There are a lot of misconceptions surrounding tarot and divinatory systems. I feel these stigmas are a large part of why people are hesitant to learn more about tarot, which allow these misconceptions to continue. And my goal is to destigmatize tarot to reduce misinformation that supports these societal fears. So the first thing I want to point out is that the cards themselves hold no magic or powers within them. These cards are just paper and ink. There's nothing to fear when holding the cards, just like you wouldn't fear holding a book. And think about it, their materials are the same. It is the intention that you set when using the cards that is the most important factor here. And sure, people can use any tool for malevolent purposes, but that doesn't have to taint the tool for everyone. I, for one, have never had any issues or concerns with using any of my tarot decks. I have used the tarot for healing and personal growth purposes, which has been a very positive experience for me. And I have tarot decks all over my house, in my office, and in my bedroom, and I never worry about anything being attached or attracted to them. So if you have any fears about working with the tarot cards, I would ask you to explore where that fear comes from. What is it rooted in? Is it related to religious beliefs? Anything you've been told by others? Or how tarot was portrayed in any movies or shows you watched growing up? See if you can trace where those associations came from. And if you are concerned about energies with the decks, I would encourage you to buy your first deck as a brand new deck that no one else has handled. You can always cleanse secondhand decks if you buy in a used store, but if you have anxiety about it, just be sure to start with the deck that no one else has handled to help alleviate any fears. Once you start working with the cards, those fears should fall away pretty quickly anyway. I actually shuffle the cards when I'm anxious to calm my nerves, so they help me with anxiety. It's very relaxing to just shuffle over and over again. It feels very meditative for me. Much of the times I find that I can't put the cards down, which is why I end up stashing the cards all over the house so I have easy access to them when I feel like shuffling. 
Regarding religious views on the tarot, I also wanted to point out that people all over the world from all faiths read tarot. I have met readers who are Christian, like myself, Buddhist, Jewish, Mormon, and Muslim. I have even had a fellow reader tell me that their rabbi read angel oracle cards when she asked them how they felt about tarot decks. A lot of fear has been stirred up about tarot from religious groups, but I urge you to make up your own mind about this tool and give it a try if you feel curious about tarot. There's nothing scary about the cards themselves. My fictional divination book series, the Divining Sisters series, has launched. You can purchase book one in the series, The Call of the Cards, now on Amazon and Barnes and Noble in paperback or ebook. If you're a fan of divination, this is a great book series for you. Follow along as my main character, Alexandra Steele, discovers numerous past life connections to the craft of divination, which sparks an awakening that leaves her life forever changed. As she reconnects to these deep mystical ties, she begins to learn about her destiny, which is revealed as she starts to encounter coven sisters and foes from previous incarnations. Dive into this powerful story of empowerment, healing, and sisterhood as Alexandra struggles to overcome past life fears and trauma to come into her own power with the help of her coven sisters. Grab a copy of The Call of the Cards and experience the magic of healing for yourself. And please leave a review wherever you purchase the book to help me reach new readers who can discover the divinatory world that we all love so much. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm excited to announce the launch of my third spread ebook. It's called Healing Through Tarot's Healing and Mental Health Spreads, Volume 2. This ebook contains 15 custom spreads centered around healing and mental health issues, including anxiety, depression, and self-care. Each spread is a nine-card spread, so there's plenty to dive into here. Volume 2 contains spreads for inner child healing, body healing, Conquering Anxiety, Managing Depression, Reparenting Yourself, Restoring Balance, Ancestral Karma Clearing, A Chiron Wounded Healer Spread, An Empath Spread, A Soul Connection Spread, and much more. This ebook is a complement to the Volume 1 Healing and Mental Health Spread ebook, but it can also stand alone. You can find this spread ebook on my website, healingthroughterror.com, for $14. A list of all 15 spreads is on my website. And you can use oracle cards or tarot cards with these spreads. This spread ebook is designed to help take you through the healing work needed to heal old wounds and step into brand new energy of empowerment. Together, we can heal through tarot. So now I want to turn to the second part of this podcast where I want to discuss eight common myths about tarot. 
I'll be starting with the biggest myth and misconception of all, that you need to be psychic to read tarot. This is a big no for me. Now, some psychics do use the tarot cards at times to trigger their psychic messages that come forth, but I believe that anyone can learn to read the tarot. If you are interested in tarot and willing to put in the time to study the meanings and connect with the cards and then put all of that into practice, I think you can find value in your readings. Now, that's not to say that everyone will become good enough to read professionally for others, but reading for yourself daily, I think it's no problem. The second myth is that you can't read tarot for yourself. Obviously, this is not my position because this entire podcast is about empowering others to learn how to read tarot for themselves for personal development and healing. Though I have encountered some professional readers that say that they can't read for themselves because they're too emotionally connected to the reading or they can't be objective. But in general, I feel this myth is wrong. I feel that a lot of people can read for themselves. I myself read for others, but the vast majority of my readings have been for me. And pulling spreads daily for yourself is a great way to learn all the card meanings. So I encourage people to read daily. But if you do feel too emotionally attached to a specific outcome for a a specific topic, then I would suggest having someone else read for you for that particular question. Myth number three is that you have to be gifted your first tarot deck. This is absolutely false. Most people would never get the opportunity to read if they waited for someone else in their life to buy them a tarot deck, especially if they grow up in religious families. So I encourage you to just go out and buy yourself a deck and not worry about this myth. There's no truth to this one. You will hear this next myth a lot in the spiritual community, and that's that you have to cleanse your deck regularly. Some people do cleanse with Palo Santo, sage, crystals, or moon energy, but you don't have to. A lot of the times I think you'll know if you need to cleanse your deck. There may be some residual energy from a negative reading or from a stressed out client. And what I do is I just knock on my deck three times on the top and bottom of the deck, as I'm posing the next question. This helps infuse my energy into the deck and to reset it. I find that's all I need to usually do. Myth number five, don't let others touch or shuffle your decks. I worried about this one when I first got my decks, but soon I realized that this didn't matter. It didn't impact my readings when other people handled the decks. Again, if I feel the need to cleanse them after someone's handling the deck, I will, but it's just not something that I worry about anymore. Myth number six, the client has to always be the one to shuffle the deck and split the cards. I find that this is different for every reader, and many readers use Skype and email readings. So they'll always be the ones to shuffle and split the cards. But in person, it's up to the reader themselves to decide if they will handle the cards or if the client will. Just see what feels natural. The next to last myth is that you have to store your decks wrapped in silk or wooden boxes to protect them from negative energies. I don't feel that this matters and it could get quite expensive if you have a large collection. I keep mine out on my desk as I work with them seasonally, and then when they're in storage, they're in their own original boxes. Again, it's up to the preference of the reader. And that brings us to our last myth, that you have to have all your cards memorized before you start to read. This is absolutely false. I think the best way to learn is to start pulling cards on day one and then look up the card meanings as you go. This is how I learned. I couldn't wait to pull cards when my first deck came, so I just learned one card pull at a time. I say just jump right in when your deck comes. It's an interactive and immersive way to learn. 
I would pull one to three cards and then look up the meanings on a reference site online, and I learned a little bit each day. Before long, you build up a knowledge base of the card meanings. And as you go along in your studies, you can delve deeper into the card meanings with different tarot resources, and I'll be covering all of those reference sources in my next episode. But don't let anyone intimidate you about the tarot learning process if they insist that you need to know it all before you start to pull card spreads. Your journey is unique, and you don't have to look at someone else's journey. This process doesn't have to be an intimidating one. Let it be fun and enjoyable from day one. Explore and experiment with it. That's what drew me into tarot in the first place. It's my position that there are no hard and fast rules for tarot. I advise people to go with what feels naturally to you. You can pick up a tarot deck and go straight into a reading without any sort of ritual or routine, while others cherish that ritualistic aspect of cleansing a deck and setting their intentions when reading and shuffling a certain way. The best way to find your own style with tarot is to practice and experiment with different ways of holding the cards, different ways of shuffling and pulling cards and working with spreads. Go with what you feel drawn to. Tarot is a personal practice, and what works for one reader may not work or feel right to another reader. Within my own tarot style, I even shuffle and pull cards differently with with different tarot decks. I work intuitively with my decks, and I go with what flows best for me. So that even varies for me from deck to deck. So practice, practice, practice. Shuffle the cards as much as you can. This builds your connection with the cards and helps to align your energy with the deck. It's a very important process. So now that we've dispelled some of the tarot myths and worked through some of the fears that keep people away from tarot, let's discuss how tarot can add value to your life. I have found that people read cards for different reasons. I find most people are drawn to tarot to increase their intuition and to delve deep into themselves for the answers they seek for those burning questions we all as human beings have regarding our life purpose and our direction in life. Tarot taps into our inner wisdom and it pulls from our shared cultural and collective knowledge. So the insights that come from tarot are drawn from that ancient wisdom. It is a tool that helps to illuminate the answers that we're searching for but could have easily missed in our busy world. Tarot helps us to slow down and to receive the inner messages we need to hear for our own personal and spiritual development. The cards help us to discover the innermost parts of ourselves. In today's modern world, it seems that many of us have lost that connection with our authentic selves, and we feel directionless. But tarot can help us find our way back to our true north. As I see it, tarot can help us find our way back home. Fortune-telling is only a small fraction of what tarot can do. Tarot can push us to grow in areas we didn't even realize we need to push ourselves. It's a spiritual and psychological tool that can help expand our personal awareness and opens us up to broader perspectives. Working with the tarot can be enlightening and empowering. The journey of learning and studying tarot leads us through a process of personal growth and self-discovery that can span years. It helps us unlock hidden knowledge about ourselves and leads to increased self-awareness. Some would even say this journey is liberating, and maybe this is why people in power want to turn people away from a tool that would help awaken that hidden wisdom. They know it has potential to empower the masses and to spark awakenings deep within the soul. Remember in the first episode, I explained that the cards themselves don't hold the magic within them. They are in fact a tool that help awaken the magic within us. 
The journey you take with the tarot can lead to soul awakening, and it empowers you to face and overcome your current blocks and shadows so that you come out of the other side with a clearer vision of who you really are. The shift I experienced over the past two and a half years of working with the tarot has been monumental and life-changing. It's all up to you to decide what you want from this journey. Everyone has their own paths and their own goals for this type of inner work. Take this time right now to reflect on what you would like from this experience as you begin to delve into the cards. And remember, there's no limit. Anything is possible here. Before I end this episode, I want to point out the deck that I suggest using to first learn the tarot system since many of you may not have purchased a deck yet. For beginners, I suggest using the Rider-Waite-Smith Tarot Deck. You can find this on Amazon or Barnes & Noble for around $15. There are a few different versions with different bags. Just find the one that you feel most drawn to. There is a link in the show notes for a typical Rider-Waite-Smith Deck on Amazon. In my opinion, the Rider-Waite system is the best to learn the traditional tarot meanings because any resource book that you read will most likely teach the cards using this deck or a clone of this deck. There's a good deal of symbolism in each card, and once you're comfortable reading tarot, you can branch out and choose decks that you're aligned with artistically or that may vary in their interpretation of the cards. I find it's easiest to learn the traditional cards first and then go from there. Different decks will call to you throughout your tarot journey through their images and their color palettes, and soon you may have a growing collection of diverse decks for yourself. That's one of the best parts of of working within tarot. There's so many decks out there to play with, and it's so much fun. And join me next time in Episode 3 as we learn about tarot resources for learning the card meanings, along with a variety of shuffling and card-pulling methods. So order that deck if you're ready to begin your tarot journey, and I'll see you then. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you found this information valuable, consider subscribing to the show so you never miss an episode. And please rate and review this podcast and tell fellow card readers about the show. You can find more tarot tips on my blog on HealingThroughTarot.com and on my Pinterest and Instagram page, both under Healing Through Tarot. That's through, spelled T-H-R-U. See you next time, card slingers.